So we are talking about chinuch. So we spoke last time about the fact that when it comes to discipline or to trying to enforce rules, the main thing is that you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're the enemy, that you're the one against your child. But Amos says that's a general rule which applies not to other circumstances also. And the reason why it's important is because the starting point of, of being able to to educate somebody is always from the feeling of you helping them. You're there for them, you're helping them, you're doing what's best for them, and uh, that's what's going to make them receptive to listen to you. But as soon as the person feels that this other person isn't really interested in me and he's not doing it for me, he's doing it for whatever other reason he has, for himself or for a third party, so then it's not really for my benefit, it's for his benefit. So then the person's much less inclined, much less inclined to listen, much less inclined to be directed. And this is a, a rule for not just for uh, parents, but for any mechanic. If you're teaching Talmudim, it's the same idea. If you want to be able to direct them, it has to be understood that, it has to be understood that, from their point of view, that what I'm suggesting or what I'm advising, what I'm instructing, is for you, not for me. And that's the case. There's a certain uh, feeling that um, a person is receptive to that you're doing this for me, and therefore I can understand it's in my best interest to listen. But Baraga, a person feels that what you're doing isn't for me; it's for you. If that's the case, so then I'm much less likely to listen because why should I do something I don't want to do just to help you? It might be subconscious, that feeling, but if it's there, then it's, it's, it's the biggest barrier that a person has to being able to successfully educate or direct someone else. So what would be potential cases for a parent to make sure that it doesn't become the situation? It doesn't become a situation where the child feels you're not, you're not here to help me, you're against me. Or you have some other interest in why you're telling me what to do. And that's the case. It makes it much more difficult for a parent to, to be in the position of a mechanic. So the first, maybe, the most common mistake people make, or the most common area where this comes up, is when the situation of conflict. For example, when the situation of let's say, the school against the child. You get, uh, the, the teacher or the principal, whatever it is, calls up that you, know, you, you have to deal with your child who's doing this and this wrong, and if that's the case, you know, please, as a parent, you take care of it. Now, a lot of parents naturally assume that if, if the teacher told me that my child's doing something wrong, or the principal told me my child's doing something wrong, well, they write my child's wrong, and therefore I'm going to have to deal with my child. Now, that might be the case. But if that's the way that a person is going to approach their child, I just spoke to Rabbi so-and-so, I was like the principal so-and-so, and they just said whatever, and therefore I'm going to have to punish you, I'm going to have to deal with it, whatever the case might be. But at some is, then if there's, if there's a situation, let's say, of the school against the child, what the parents really done in that situation is he's put himself on the side of the school against the child. And therefore, just like the, the, in that situation, the school's already made mistake number one, by, by putting themselves on the opposite side that now, and now it's us against you and now the parent by taking the school side is just corroborating that so it's now my parents and my, my teacher against me and therefore as much as, much as if the school is going to do that it's, not going, it's going to reduce the effectiveness of their ability to mechanic the child the parent's best doing the same thing he's making the same mistake because what he's doing is, is says okay so I'm with them against you 
and therefore I'm going to uh, you know, take their side against you, and if that's the case, so then Charles is going to feel so everyone's against me. And uh, it's, it makes the, the chance that a person, that the child is going to listen, much less likely. Uh, so, what's the, right, uh, what's the right way to do it? What's the right way to deal with it? And, and again, the point here isn't so much in resolving the issue with the school, or with the neighbor, or with the, other, the kid's friend's father who's telling that your son's fighting with my son, whatever the case might be. The point really is, the main point, and that is, not to, lo- not to let your child lose the feeling that I'm here to help him, I'm on his side, I'm not working against him. So, first I'm going to share a few points, a few ideas, all very logical. I can show in Chazal and Chorus as well, but first, they're all logical. And if a person thinks about Merosh, and thinks about the, that, I don't want to come across as being my child's enemy, as being the one who's against him, as being the one who's like taking the other side and coming to so to speak, to punish, then just that, that, that starting point in the in person's thoughts, and that is, I want to come from the point of view that I'm here to help my child, not to fight with him, that already is going to make a big difference to how a person implements the next few steps, or the person remembers to implement the next few steps, and even if the result at the end of the day is going to be very similar, but the way I go about it is different. The way I go about it is different. So, let's go in order. The Aleph base, the, the biggest mistake which can be made and people often make in any situation, and this is a first Shulchan Aruch that is also to do, except Shulchan Aruch is in Chayshin Mishpat, it's not in Hilchas Chinuch Children, there isn't such a simon, but it should be, there should be one. And it's a halacha from Chayshin Mishpat, and that is, you can never, you can never pass judgment on a case or take action on a situation. Until you've heard both sides. It's a din and hilchas If a person comes to the base and says, Pony just stole from me, Pony just did this to me, right? we can't call the Pony and say, Arhe, this is what you did, we're going to punish you. It's against Allah. As a Shabbat Bainachachachachim from a Pasuk, you have to, the first thing you have to do is hear both sides of the story. And to, to, to decide I'm going to take action before hearing both sides of the story is not just against Allah. But also from a kind of point, it's the 100% wrong. Because it means you don't even hear, consider the possibility that there is a second side to the story. It's partial to me, you're wrong. I'm only going to give you the benefit of the doubt, or even listen to what you have to say. I've already, I've already passed judgment before you even came into the room. And therefore, and let's just take, let's just like, speak out one or two possible like, uh, cases which could happen. And let's think what the uh, parents very likely to do and let's see why they're making this mistake. And that is, the father gets a phone call, uh, Mr. So-and-so, this is Rabbi Cohen, the head of you know, the principal of a child's school. We decided to explain him for a week because of his chutz being God, and please pick him up. He's waiting by the gate. So, it's very inconvenient. This is not what the father wants to do right now. He goes down to school, and the first thing, why did you speak to Rabbi Sasa? Why did you get expelled? What's wrong with you? What's going to be with your shidduchim one day? And one second, you haven't even asked him about his side of the story. Now, it might be he's wrong, but the first point is, if you don't give a person a chance to, to, to hear what he had to say, it means you're not even giving him the option of, this, of his might be right. You've already taken the opposite side without even having to listen to what he said. Same thing. Neighbor calls up, um, you know, Mr. Sutherland, I'm very sorry to tell you, but this afternoon, your son was busy throwing stones across the fence and he smashed my window. So, please take care of it. Now, once again, 
Lahi react is going to be Kuala Kedah Satra stands at him. Right? What did he do? Why did he break his neighbor's window? You've assumed that's what happened. You've assumed he's guilty. You haven't even given him the chance to defend himself. Which means the first thing that's coming across clearly is you're on the other side. You didn't even listen to him. Did I have something to say? You didn't even take the consider, consider maybe there's two sides to the story. Maybe something else happened. Maybe they're making a mistake. Maybe they jumped to conclusions. Maybe they misunderstood the situation. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But if, 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 if you would be the one who was on the defense, you would think of what, what, you know, what other side could be. But if, if you were the one who's you now taking the side of the prosecution, so you don't even give me a chance to talk. You just assumed automatically I'm wrong, and you're coming from their, from their side to punish me. Or from their side to take... To, 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 and this happens the whole time, even with your own kids. When the three-year-old comes crying that the, the five-year-old just hit me on the head. So how parents go to the phone? Why do you hit me on the head? What are you doing? Like, why are you hurting your younger sister or brother or whatever it is? The first step is, ask them what happened. Maybe it's not what happened. Maybe there was a reason. Maybe it's, you haven't got the full picture. But the first thing is to go directly to the attack. When you've only heard one side of the story, what it's saying loud and clear is, I'm not, taking your, I'm not on your side. I'm not even listening to your side. I don't even believe you have one. And therefore, the first situation always is, when, 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 when any case like that is first here what's the other side of the story and therefore in that case when you, uh, you have to pick up your kid who's uh, got into trouble in school or with a neighbor or with a sibling whatever it is the first thing always says what happened before I'm coming to judge anybody before, tell me what happened let's hear what, 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 what happened to that what, what went wrong what, what caused this fight what, what, what happened to and, if, and now that's rule number one Rule number one, that if you're going to be a successful mechanic, and you're going to do a good job, so then you're going to ask what happened, not in an accusatory tone. In an accusatory tone. It's not I'm putting you on the defense. Like, what did you do wrong and why did you do it? No, I'm coming across completely neutral. Tell me your side of the story. I said something went wrong today. Tell me what happened. Let's hear what you have to say. The very fact that you give a person the chance to explain himself, the chance to talk, makes a big, big difference. Whether they're right or whether they're wrong, we'll talk about in the next stage. But they had the right, they had the opportunity to talk, the opportunity to present their side. It means I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear your side. I'm willing to hear your side. It's not that I've assumed already you're wrong. I don't even give you the benefit of having it side. I'm willing to hear what you have to say. And sometimes it's hard to do because a person naturally jumps to conclusions or because I feel that I have to... Uh, work in conjunction with whoever else is going to be or whatever they, or they, no, I have to present, I have to work with the school or I have to uh, protect my other child wherever the case might be and therefore a person naturally feels that this one's wrong and therefore it puts them straight away into the mode of being the one who's coming to discipline or to, to and justice or whatever the case might be no it's against the halacha also in a case like a basin can't do that either if a kind comes into basin crying that this person was just over uh, and Ritzich and Gezel and whatever else, whatever terrible area you want. The basin can't straight away get uh, into Ruch of Kanoas and okay, let's go, we're going to punish him. The basin can't work like that. One second, slow down. Bring him in, we'll hear both sides, we'll hear the witnesses, Musayin, Musayin. Slowly, slowly. Don't get worked up, don't take, a, don't take a sides. And this is also also basin. The Allah is they can't be kashul lezeh verach which means the two people come to Basin, and one guy is dripping blood, and he says, that guy just beat me over the head with a crowbar. 
Basic on the Why did you do that for? You can't do that. With the same calmness you asked the first guy, what happened to you? You have to ask the second guy, what did you do? Baragi, you're going to get into an accusatory tone. You're being, you're being unfair. You're not being equal. Basin can't do that. It might be obvious to him that this person's done something wrong, but they have to give him the chance to talk with the same civility, with the same calmness, with the same tone that they spoke to the first one. Baragi, you're going to treat them in different tones of voice, then you, it's unbalanced. You're not giving them the, the, both the same opportunity. And like Chazal said, because he's going to be scared to answer. What if the Dalian will start screaming at me before I say anything? <laughs> what am I going to say? You've got to give them the chance with exactly the same thing. And therefore, even if it's the principal of the school, or the Rebbe, or the, or the sibling who you might naturally feel is more reliable, or is someone I have to listen to more, and it's my five-year-old child on the other side, if you're now the judge in the case, because you're the one who's going to deal with it, and you have to apply the rules of Basin, which means I'm not making any judgments until I hear both sides. And I want to listen to both sides with the same equanimity, with the same calmness, and I'm going to give them both a chance to talk. And I've had this opportunity, uh, I've had been in situations like that, where, for whatever reason, as a rob, some people call to complain about someone in the shul, or a child or the thing, and you have to deal with it. So, okay, thank you for telling me. So what are you going to do? So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm not going to come to him and call him and ask him what happened. No, you're not going to... No, no I'm not going to do anything. I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not going to judge a case until I've heard the other side. But I'm telling you this is what happened. Okay, you told me. I heard your side. Now I want to hear his side. Get used to thinking like that. Even if it's the Rebbe, even if it's the Navy, even if it's the principal. Thank you for what you told me. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go outside the person. I'll hear what they have to say. Don't let yourself be drawn into taking a, making an opinion or taking a side before you've heard both sides with the same... With the same nefesh, because you'll often see that if you're willing to listen to the other side, there's what to listen to. It's not such a clear, clear cut case. If your younger kid comes crying that the older one just hit me out of the head, and you go ask why, in a calm way, when you give someone the transference, well, it's because she bit me first. Okay, so now it changes the, it changes the playing field. Uh, if if uh, you ask the kid, why are you chutzpah to the rabbi? Well, it's because the Rebbe did something which wasn't fair in the classroom. That can happen too. And maybe the kid's right. Maybe it was wrong to be chutzpahed, but maybe we can understand where it's coming from. And then it's a different story. And, if it, and sometimes maybe the kid will deny the charges. And you can't assume he's lying. Maybe he's right. Maybe the neighbor says, your kid was throwing stones in a broken window. And the kid says, I wasn't even there. I wasn't throwing stones. It must be somebody else. Take it into consideration. Maybe he's right. You can't assume. You don't always take the other side. Don't assume always he's wrong and I always have to go, go, go on the warpath. So what do you do to talk about the kid who's just lying? One second, slowly. So the first look at it is, listen to both sides. Listen to both sides and be willing to accept that maybe they're right. Now, if they are, if they are, so then that's one of the most valuable chinuch lessons you can show your child, is that if, I, if you're convinced he's right, this is, I'm going to stand up for you. I'm on your side. I, I believe you're right and the, the school's wrong, this one's wrong, that one's whatever it is. Okay, I'm going to stand up for you. Fine. That's a very valuable tool because then you're showing your child that you are on his side. And if later on you'll tell your child, you know, look, I went to fight with the Rebbe, I told him he was wrong, you were right, but, you know, I'm giving you good advice. Don't get into conflicts like that next time. I guarantee you there's a much greater chance he's going to listen to you because you've shown him, I'm really when you, I'm, I'm on your side here, I'm doing what's good for you. I'm prepared to defend you also. But you should know that it's, uh, I'm giving you advice the next time. It's not a Kedai thing to do. Even if 
he, he, he was the guilty party. He started the fight. It's not a good idea to get into fights. Sometimes it's easy just to be a victim. He'll listen to that much more. He'll listen to it much more. Because he sees them on his side. So the first point is, if, firstly, if, if, if your child is right, he isn't the guilty party, be willing to defend him. Be willing to stand up for him. If the, if, if, and people do make mistakes. There's no rule that the school's always right, the hotel's always right, the other person's always right. Even as a parent, there's no rule you're always right. And this brings us to a level of, of this point where it's, it goes to the level of being something which if a person pays attention to, uh, it's something that they can apply to a level where you have to be really professional. It's very hard to apply. And that is, sometimes when there's a disagreement between the parent and the child, and now you're defending yourself or possibly your spouse. And in a case like that, so now also, it's easy, it's very easy to, to think the child didn't listen to me or the child didn't do whatever, he's wrong. It, it takes a really experienced mechanic or parent to be able to listen to the child and say, why didn't you listen to my rules? Or why didn't you do something you know you're not meant to do? And listen to what he says first. Maybe he has a reason. Maybe he has a reason. And maybe it's a good reason. And maybe it's against what I would have wanted him to do and he disobeyed me or his chutzpah, whatever the case was. But if you're willing to take the step back and if you're the judge now on the case between you and the child, you have to be a fair judge. Uh, which means at least give him the chance to talk before you accuse him. Why? Why? What happened? Uh, the case in my own home. Uh, I have uh, whatever rules I have for my kids what time I want them to be in bed. So one night I came back from night, my stream at night, I caught her at 12 at night, and I see my little girl still awake. Now, I told her three hours before, I said, good night, sir. I said, go to bed now, before I left the house. And three hours later, she's still awake. So definitely on the surface, she's guilty, so to speak. She's not, she wasn't meant to still be up at 12 at night. So I could have taken that, she said, I told you to do something, you didn't listen to me, you're wrong. Let's start with that. Now what are you going to do next? But if you're going to be a, a, a fair mechanic, you know, a good mechanic, give them the chance to talk. Why are you still awake? They're not asking to go to bed. And now again, if you want to do a good job, you're not going to yell at them, I thought you go to bed, what are you still doing awake? You have to give them a chance, fairly. So ask, what's going on? You know, the time is, how come you still So she told me, well, when, when I wanted to go to bed, I heard the baby crying. And so my wife wasn't feeling well, so I went to watch the baby for two hours. Okay. It's not such a bad thing to do. She wants to, watch the, uh, wants to hold the baby for two hours so that my wife can sleep. Yeah, it kind of lessens the crime. But now, now weigh it up. Is it sad that she didn't do a bad thing? Is it sad that it's a good, it's a good thing? It wasn't, it wasn't such a, something so wrong? But then again, a person to start with the mindset, I'm willing to listen to the other side, and I'm willing to evaluate it. No, maybe they're not so wrong. And if that's the case, maybe I should take a step backwards and say, thank you very much for being, for being helpful, and... Uh, you know, in the context and the circumstances, you look at it differently because you hear what the other person had to say. And if, if the child's going to say that the reason the Rebbe kicked me out of class is because he did this to me, he was unfair to me, and if I say that's not fair, so he was angry with me, so he threw me out of the class, whatever the case is, whatever the case is, maybe he's right, to some extent he's right. And if that's the case, okay, you have to, you have to be willing to accept that option too. You're willing to accept that option too, and if that's the case, then... The first thing is, your child will see that you aren't against them. You aren't against them. 
the when necessary, if you're on their side, you'll defend them. You'll defend them, and that more than anything else makes makes the child feel my parents are on my side. He's going to stand up for me. He's going to he's going to so to speak defend me. And if that's the case, when now the parent comes to the child and says, "Listen, I want to give you some good advice. I want to tell you how next time we can avoid this kind of a situation," it's much much more likely he's going to listen. It's coming from a point of you're giving my defense. Now, that's option number one. Option number two, yeah. Good question. Um, does is there any chashash that like when you when you basically don up the case between a, a parent and a child fairly, give them a chance to speak, and then say, you know what, maybe I was wrong, dot dot dot, that it gives a sort of pesach for the child to go against what the child's saying. It's not what's wrong, but I understand, and the circumstance understand what you did. I understand you. Even though it wasn't the rule, whatever the case is, always made too, but in the circumstances, I understand you. Yeah, but in a case where now the child really needs to listen to the parent, you know, you're wrong, actually. I know last time you were wrong, this time. No, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. If I understand um, oh, you were right or I was wrong, you can, in, the, in the circumstances, I understand why you did that. Okay? I want you to listen, but in, if you're asking why in this particular case, you didn't do the wrong thing. I can understand why you did it. Again, I never said you're right. I'll stand up and defend him. Which means I'll say, I hear that it's not fair that he's picking on you, I'll talk to the Rebbe. I'm giving you good advice. If the Rebbe picks on you, don't fight back. It's just going to make problems. Rather come and tell me, then I can talk to the Rebbe directly. But the, I'm telling you I'm taking his side. You said the Rebbe's speaking on you unfairly, let me talk to the Rebbe. I'm on your side. I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll talk to the school, I'll talk to the Rebbe, I'll, I'm on your side. If, I, if you feel that he's telling you the truth, and he, he, there is validity to what he's saying, good, I'm with you, I'm, I'm going to work for you here. But now my advice to you is, that if this happens again, rather come and tell me, and then let me deal with it first, before we have the problem of, you know, you're, you're, you're getting into trouble with the Rebbe. But, but for sure, in the kid's brain, now the Rebbe is less hush than he was before. But maybe that's the right thing, unfortunately. <laughs> no, not every rabbi is the biggest tzaddik. If, if the rabbi is doing something wrong, then you have to... Right. What if it's not your... What if it's not the concern? What if it's, let's say, a person's wife? Or let's say the wife wasn't... She didn't deal with the kid correctly. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm going to talk about that. But before that, the second point I want to talk about... The rabbi is saying in every situation one should decide what the kid... No, or just if he's right. If he's right. And now we're going to talk about if he's not right. Listen, listen to the story. He said one side, the Rebbe said the other side. Okay, the first thing is, I have listened to the story, I understand, he's right. The Rebbe didn't like the fact that he was chutzvedek, but Lemaise, when you hear the whole story what happened before that, so yeah, it's understandable where it came from. And that, and that's all it's like, option number two. And then we get to option number three. Option number two is that you're not sure. There's a contradiction, you don't understand the truth. You're not understanding the truth. So... Chinuch for MS is something we're going to talk about separately. It's a, it's a big topic. But we'll, we'll, we'll give the criteria then for Chinuch for MS. But the first Nakoda obviously is, is yeah, then, like, again, remember, you're the base then over here. You're the one who's deciding. Sometimes it's necessary to look for the evidence. Which means if the school, the rabbi says, your child did this, and he says, no, I didn't. It wasn't, I never did that. Sometimes you're going to have to pull up a classmate and say, can you please tell me what happened in the class today? Listen, here's somebody, an outside opinion. Because 
the people not necessarily are going to be outright liars, but if everyone sees it from their perspective, and maybe it was not as bad as this one thought, maybe it was worse than that one thought, or whatever it is, sometimes you have to look for the evidence. And if it's a clear contradiction what happened, so then you have to find out a bit more. And if your two children are fighting, and this one says, he did this and she did that, and whatever it is, so maybe there's somebody else who witnessed it, maybe the third child saw. What happened? Tell me what they saw. In other words, again, that's exactly the way Basin would work too. If we've Riven and Shimon, and Riven saying this, and Riven and Shimon saying the opposite, so Rabbi said, let's look for the idea. We can't decide a case when there's a direct contradiction. We have to look to see. I mean, in such a case, are you not chishish that the, the, one of the child will recover his classmates because he wants to be friend with him and doesn't want to cover the rabbis? So, yeah. so again, we try to look for somebody neutral and we try to say, just don't understand what happens. You know, you have to know how to, how to ask the question. Just don't understand what happens. So we can take care of it. Please go over the story. I'm not, no, just tell me what happened. Go over the story what happened in class today. It's like, and here we went on. We have a real sad. My son says he hit. My wife says she. My son hit her. And he says, whatever reason, she says, that never happened. Like, after start doing investigations, like... With your wife, is different. I told you. When it came to this class, I'm going to talk about it separately. I'm talking about your one kid, so the other one hit him. Well, well, you know, let's have an 18-year-old uh, nephew. He's not a liar. I, you know, I know his yeshiva bakr. He's not going to lie that his, my son bit him. My son says, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, I'm starting investigating, like... <laughs> Do you, is there a side that in the truth? Oh, I mean, there's always a tiny side, but on one hand, I know my 18-year-old nephew is not a liar, and I know my son can lie. Okay, so if you so, know, you know, but I'm talking when you don't know. I mean, there's always, like, percentages of time. There's no investigations, like, how much investigating If you don't know. If I don't know. If I don't know. If said your son is misbehaving in class, and my son says, you know, because uh, whatever. So, like, I, I'm starting, I'm calling up my kid's friends. If it's a real contradiction, I don't know who to believe. So I don't know what to do next. They're saying he's pushing, he's pushing kids in class. He's not. He's misbehaving. So I asked my son, and he says, "I never did it." Ladam, or he says he doesn't understand. We're getting to learn. I spread over this one. I it was playful. What's he going to say? No, I'm saying, but the mice of the school needs him to stop doing that. Right? The okay. school is saying he can't. Then, then again, then I know what happened, and the question is how to deal with it. My question is, I don't know what happened. I have a steer. I have a clear steer of what happened. And I don't know who to believe. In a case like that. So then again, you can't always assume, well, you're wrong because he said the opposite of you. Then you're taking, you, you've assumed automatically he's wrong. You've taken the side against him without giving him a fair chance. If I know for sure he's lying, I know it's a two-year-old kid and he always bites and he says, I didn't bite. It means nothing. I know he does. Okay, then I know the truth. But in the case where I'm so that's what I said the case is. So then I try to investigate. I have to know, which, I have to know what to do. I have to know where, classic, what already happened. The classic example of kids is I'll tell you I forgot. Fair I told you not to knock over the chandelier for the tenth time. He says, I forgot. Okay. I know you didn't forget. <laughs> okay, but then, then I know. I'm not talking about this way I know. Do I have to pretend like I forgot? No, no. If I really I mean, don't know. Be, technically, you might have forgotten. If I really don't know. If I really don't know, then I have to find out. If I know, then I know. There's a small chance. Okay. You know, if I know, I know. That's considered good enough. Yeah. But uh, now the third part. So if I, and then again, it, it, it's it's in the quarter that uh, that uh, to act without uh, to act against your child without knowing that you really should, without knowing he's wrong, it's making a big mistake. And I'll tell you why. This is your third god, and that is if a person's punished for something they really did wrong, they might not like it, but they understand it. But if a person's punished for something he didn't do wrong, they'll never forget that. There's an injustice over here. There's an injustice, and they speak to people even as bachrim. They hold it against their parents, things their parents could have done 15 years before, and it was wrong because they punished me for nothing. That's a, a, something like that. It's an injustice which doesn't get forgotten. And therefore, if you have it said that your child's saying the truth, 
And you asked him, he said, this is what happened. And I said, I don't believe you, you're lying to me and I'll punish you. And he really is right. He is telling the truth. You've, 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 you've created a problem which is going to be very, very hard to fix. Because it's not, if a person knows he was wrong, okay, to some extent he deserves the punishment. If a person believes he was completely right and I was punished falsely, I was framed and I was punished wrongly, then it's an injustice which screams out that it doesn't get forgotten quickly. I always say that there's a beautiful, beautiful parish of the Vilnagon, and we get us Esther. It says that uh, the night that Haman, or the, the day the night that Haman got hung, uh, what happened? So after Esther announces him, it says the king gets up and he goes to the garden of the palace to cool it, to calm off. And what it says that they try to see, he's still working, but he's chopping down his trees. He says, what in the world are you doing? Chopping down my trees? Haman, Haman told us to chop down your trees. Now, it never happened. It never happened. It was, it was Malachim who came down looking like working to chop down the trees. And they pushed the framing Haman. Haman never told anyone to chop down the king's trees. But the king, it works of the king even more. And he comes back inside and that's it. Haman, we're done with you. You're getting home. And now ask the question. Haman didn't do enough things wrong in his lifetime. He had to make up a crime he didn't do. You know, Haman wasn't such a great person. There was enough things that you could have hung him for. Why is it necessary for Malachim to come down and chop down the king's trees and uh, make him feel like he's all, he has to punish Haman? When something, Haman actually didn't do it. Nothing to do with that. Why do you have to frame him for nothing? He had enough crimes he did in his life. And he answers an amazing answer. He says, Medek Negev Medek. He says, because Haman wanted to kill all the Jews for doing nothing wrong. They were innocent people. And he wanted to destroy them for that. And had, that, had he been successful, those Jews have all gotten, gotten, gotten led to their deaths thinking there's an injustice, this is unfair. We've been killed for nothing. We never did anything wrong. We're innocent people being killed for nothing. Says the God, had Homan gotten hung for what he did wrong, he wouldn't have had that same feeling. Some, some say he would accept it. I'm a criminal, I deserve it. But he got hung for chopping down the king's trees, he went to the same injustice. That's not fair, I'm being killed for nothing. I never chopped the king's trees. There's a certain extra level of in the injustice of being punished for something I never did. It hurts much more than if a person to some extent extends, yeah, I deserved it, I did that wrong. Be very careful not to make that mistake. If you're willing to listen to the other side, and you have a half a minute that maybe he's stuck a rat, so you can't, you can't now go the next step and punish because maybe he's stuck a rat. And then you're doing a much bigger injustice by punishing somebody for something they don't deserve. That doesn't get forgiven so easily. It's an injustice which has to be set straight. And you see this in therapy very often. Years later, what you need is the person to come back and say, what happened 20, 20, 30 years ago, I'm sorry, I punished you for nothing. Or I'm sorry, I didn't take your side and you were really telling the truth. And then it's a way to start the healing process. But as long as the person feels that there was an injustice, I was unfairly accused, I was unfairly found guilty. That's something which is, it's, it's, it's a much bigger thing to deal with. And therefore, having heard both sides, that's the second point. Having heard both sides, the second point is, if you have a reasonable side that your child is telling the truth, you can't punish them. And if I can try to find out, then I'll have to try to find out. And now the third option, if I can't find out, whatever it is, it's a situation that no one else is there, it's a situation that no one else is there. So in a case like, and no one knows, and no one's telling me, and they have no way of finding out what really happened, so now the golden rule is, just like a base thing again, and that is, if you don't know, and you have a reasonable doubt, you can't punish. 
you do much more damage by punishing somebody for nothing than by not punishing when you should. If you don't know what happens, then you can't do anything. Just like a Vestin. Uh, the Gemara in tells the story of Rav Shem ben Shetach, the Avvestin, who witnessed with his own eyes Rav chasing Shimon into a room with a dagger. And he raced off to see what was going to happen. And he got there in time to see Riven coming out with a dragon dropping blood and Shimon dead on the floor. Now, the circumstantial evidence is, is overpowering. He was chasing him with the dagger, and you now see the dagger dropping blood, and you now see the other guy stabbed on the floor. So it's pretty clear that Riven must have killed him. Shimon says to him, I can do. I have no evidence to the crime. The fact that it's clear to me that, or I think it's clear to me what happened, is not enough to punish somebody but Tari says you need to have proof of what happened, or at least clarity of what happened. We don't have that. Now, I'm not saying it has to go as far as that, but the, the, the principle is the same principle. And that is, if you can't go the next step and now become, uh, you know, pass the verdict on somebody and punish them, unless you know for sure. Unless you know for sure. If there's a reasonable doubt about it, if you know your child's lying to you, or if you know that uh, what he says doesn't make any sense, or you know that he's just defending himself but he's agreeing it happens, okay, that's different. I know what happened. But if I don't know what happened, then I have a reasonable side that maybe he's right, and I can't find out, and that's where the case ends, because there's nothing I can do. How does this go together with, um, like, having direct discipline for, like, you know, our house is a safe house to hit your sister going to your own automatically? Well, they can make a reason for it. So I'll ask first. I'll find out. Every time it shouldn't just be, okay, you know, you know the rule, then I have to go to your room? But did he break the rule? If I know for sure he broke the rule, then okay. If I don't know, then I want to find out. Can you pick a little bit of the middle? I, I've had some of my, my son will play with a nephew, come back in, and he said he pushed him, and then he slapped him, and who did it first, and there is so. Okay, both of you have to apologize to each other. Now, they don't want to. My son says, I didn't do it. He, he started. He pushed me, so I pushed him back. I have to apologize. He said, yes, you both, I'll make them both have to apologize. It happens to be, if I knew my, for sure my son was pushed, and he pushed him back, because he got pushed, I wouldn't be so harif about making him apologize that he's defending himself in the situation. In the case of the Maisei, he was masking him, he did push him. So it's like a little ground level kid. Okay. Makes it's not a punishment. This is why I'm making a shot. That's not necessarily a problem. And now the third point. Okay, so we spoke about when I think my child's right. We talked about when I don't know. And now the third option is when I think my child's wrong. And that the other part is right. So now, Mitzal Yachwad, I have to do something. I think my child's wrong. Again, I have to do it in a way where I'm not going to ruin my ability to mechanechim. So the best thing, the best mechanech to go is to start first and say, look, I understand the way you feel like this. But now let's, just try, and, let's try and understand together how the other person feels. In other words, I understand that uh, the, you're upset that, uh, that uh, you, you know, the, the other kid hits you, whatever it was. But think, you, you went and kicked him first. Don't you think that you would be upset if someone kicked you first and you hit, hit back? Or whatever the case would be. Or I understand why you feel that everyone wasn't being fair to you. But look, to throw a couple of oranges on him isn't the right thing to do. Right? You wouldn't like it. In other words, if you can bring him to understand why Batson, a person sees things from his perspective, even the child for sure, from his perspective, but look, let's explain. Let's understand why the other person sees things differently. I understand you wanted to stay up and play, but look, you know, it's the rules, so you have to go to so it's way past your bedtime. So then, even if the person isn't, and most people, even adults, won't necessarily admit that they're wrong so quickly, but at least you've presented, I understand you, but I can understand, look, there's another way of looking at it also. There's someone else's perspective. Uh, you think like this, but I understand he thinks like that.
and now. Therefore, we're going to have to. So I said, the next point is going to be. Therefore, we have to think about. That's also important. You felt like this, but the other one felt like this. That's also important. You can't, you know, just because you wanted this, it doesn't mean you can hurt the other one. Just because you said like this, doesn't mean the other one was wrong to think like that. So now, therefore, we, I think the next thing we have to do is whatever the, whatever you think the right option is going to be. To apologize to make good to, to pay back whatever the whatever the right situation with the required situation. But it starts at the point of I can understand why you feel like this, and now let's try and understand why other person felt differently. And again, I'm not saying you have to give long brushes to your two-year-old. But I'm saying is the the the, the 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 thing is that I want you to fix up what happened. I want uh, I have I have we have to do whatever it is to change what happened or to make good for what happened. But I've avoided always saying that I'm taking his side. I understand why you felt like that, but I think we should do this. Or I understand why you got that shit with the Rebbe and you said that, but Lemay said the Rebbe is somebody that we have to listen to, so I think we should, we should, tomorrow we're going to go and say sorry. Or whatever the case might be in the situation. In other words, even if I'm going to implement whatever thing I think necessary, it's not, I'm not going to start off and saying, okay, you're wrong, he's right, and I'm taking his side. I'm saying it in a way which comes across of, I hear you, but now I think we should do this. I think that's the right thing for us to do. In the case of the Rebbe, for example, here the, where you know that your child is wrong, in the case that you don't know, the Rebbe is still waiting for an apology. So you need to explain to your child, we need to apologize, but for him it will be unfair, because he knew he didn't do anything. You have no proof, but he knew he didn't do anything. No, so case, again, apologizing I never have a problem with. Because you can always say, look, I don't know if you did something wrong, but what's the difference? You want to, we want you to go to class tomorrow. So the Rebbe says, say sorry. I don't, I don't really believe you did anything wrong, I don't know. What's the big deal to say sorry? I didn't accuse you. It's a big deal, what do you mean? Because it's a big deal. It's a big deal. No, I said, I said in a way that, look, we have to, this is what we have to do, because we want you to go back to class. You don't want to be stuck at home, you'll miss the Hanukkah party, you'll miss this, you'll miss that. And the case okay. of the window. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I believe you, I hear what you're saying. He still refused, I didn't do, I'm not going to apologize, and I didn't do it. If he refuses, how, how hard can you come down in it? Uh-huh. You don't know. So what are you going to do? You don't know. Right. So then you're going to have to, so then you're going to have to be the diplomat in the school. No, in the case you guys are going to say, Look, I spoke to you, we're very sorry about it, I'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again. In the case of the window, like for example, your child saying I never threw any, any, any stones to the window, and she's saying, no, I saw her. So you need to pay, whatever, if you pay, your child won't feel, now you stole the money of my father. So what do you do? You need to pay, because you have no proof whatever. you can't tell her I'm not paying you. So, again, you know he's wrong, you don't know he's wrong? I don't know, I have no clue, no one was there. She's saying, he's saying he's never been there. So. That's where it ends. What so you're not do? paying. So you're saying now you break us with a neighbor for the next 20 years because okay. she wants That's to That's my cheshmer as an adult, what to do with my neighbor. But it's nothing to do with the child. I have no yeah, your cheshmer is that you want to pay because you don't care about 200 shekels, you're paying 200 shekels for But if you do that, you'll someone find out and we'll, he will feel now you no, have money no, no, because no. of... So I'll tell him that uh, I'll remind the shalom sometimes it's worth paying money, not chayev, just to make good friends. Yeah, nothing to do with no punishment. The main point is I'm not punishing for that. What I decided to do is a diplomat, is that up to me. No, that's not a punishment for him. But then the quote is, even when I do the feel, I have to punish. So it's okay, it's okay, look, I understand you, but this is what you have to do. And uh, again, with your own children, you're most often going to be chosen as the judge. Right? When, and then uh, it's your child against your child. So you want to work with both of them. And one is right and one is wrong, and it's that clear to you who's who. So they're also, right? I can understand why you did it, but the I think we should, the right thing to do now is to say sorry to them, or to give it back, or to pay back, or to make amends, whatever it's going to be.
And then the quota then is, is even if I'm coming across as somebody who's telling you to back down or to give back the toilet, to return it, but I'm not doing it from that day right and you're wrong, I'm coming from their side. Come from your side. I understand what you have to do. You did but it's not the right thing to do, we have to do this instead. Yeah. Going back to my case, like, you know, like, I'll, I'll the rule of the house is that if, if we hit our siblings, we have, to, we have to go to the room. Isn't a rule a rule? I mean, like, let's say he had the right to. Let's say, let's say his, his younger sister bit him, and now he slapped her back. So, well, well, you still have to come speak to your parent before you slap you, before you take him to your hand. So, you know, so, so I, I hear a side and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still sorry, you still have to go to your room, because that's the rule of the house. It's not so simple, because we have to take into account that we, we don't want him to, to, to be aggressive, we want him to hit the sister. But if she bites him, it might be a, a spontaneous reaction. In other words, something like that, you have to, be, you have to think about is it worth implementing the rule. If I know for yeah. sure the facts. If I know for sure the facts. I don't want the one to hit the other one, then this is the, this is the punishment if you do. But if it's in self-defense, or if it was a spontaneous reaction, which an adult might do too, right, then you can't punish him for that. He so wasn't what would he do? He knows that there's this rule. We, for the next time... No, so the next time is, look, we don't want you to hit somebody. I understand. And this time you, 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 you acted this way because she bit you first. I can't punish you. She did the wrong thing. She bit first. But you should know, we don't, we don't like hitting. Next time, you're much better if you come and tell me first. And why? When I talk to my children, what I'd say is, in a similar situation like that, I'd say because if you would come and tell me that she bit you, I would have punished her. But now you already punished her, so I can't. So it's better if you next time to come and tell me, then I'll deal with it. One exception to the rule, so I'm going to finish with that, and that is, and this happens often, when both ways around, when your child comes with complaints about your spouse, whether the, fa- the child goes to the father complaining about the mother, or the child goes to the mother complaining about the father, and now once again, uh, maybe the child's right, maybe the child's not right, but over here you have to be careful, because you don't want to be the judge between your child on one side and your spouse on the other side. And therefore the only thing you can do, but, Mitzah people aren't always right. The only thing you can do here is the first part of the process we spoke about, and then that's where it ends. So tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. You come home and your child goes, it's not fair, mommy punished me today for nothing. Tell me what happened. What happened? What happened? Just hear the story, call me, like I said before, and say, thank you for telling me, I'm going to go talk to her. And now it becomes a united front of you and your husband, you and your wife, to decide together what's the right thing to do. You're not going to be the judge, you're a team. And therefore, you're going to have to discuss with your husband, with your wife, whatever it's going to be, and say, look, you know, Yankee came along and said that this happened, this happened, this happened. Like, just tell me what happened. How are we going to, what, 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 let, let's discuss together what we're going to say. So, she has her side of the story too, and that's fine. You know, again, as, as, as before. If that's, if you believe him or, or him more, and that's right. Okay, so then you have to go back and say, well, Spoke to mommy or spoke to Tati or however you call him, he's right. And that's, uh, that was the right thing to do. And if not, then what is the, then add can. Let the other parent deal with it. Even you don't have to be the judge. Let the other parent tell it. She was upset that you screamed at her for nothing. It wasn't her that did it. Whatever it is. Now let the parent, who, 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 who's, so to speak, the guilty party, deal with it. That's how we deal with it. We spoke before. It could be within, sometimes the person is wrong. And to go with the child and say, I'm sorry, I shared you for nothing. I didn't realize what really happened. I'm sorry, I punished you. It wasn't because I didn't know the real story. Fine. It's not only is it good because it doesn't make a schism between the parents, but it's good because it will fix the relationship between the parent and the child. 
because you don't want your child to think that, let's say, just take one side, mommy always defend me and Tati's always attacking me, or the other way around. You don't want this, uh, the fact that you're setting one, the other parent against the child. And if there was something which the other parent did wrong, okay, so let them be the one to fix it. They have to correct it. I was, I punished you for nothing, I'm sorry. I didn't realize, I, can, I want to make it up to you. I'm sorry, I'll fix up whatever. That's much better. You don't want them to have a time on, your, on either parent. And therefore, when it comes to the other parent as being the second side of the situation, you can never pass the judgment. Yes, you're right, and uh, your, your parent's wrong. And I want to work against them. No, you work together. And if, that, if you can listen to what they said, you can present the case to your spouse. Like, she really feels that you punished her for nothing because she didn't do it. When maybe you were angry at the time, maybe you didn't think about it, maybe she took her out. And then leave it like that. And let the other parent be the one to fix it up. And then again, you're a parent. So they come up and say, Yankee, Chaim, whatever it is, I'm very sorry. I didn't realize what happened. I got angry. I didn't think properly. I punished you for nothing. Then you make it up to you. Whatever way it's going to be, that's all good. That's all good. It, it, it's, it doesn't set you as a judge on the one hand. On the other hand, it fixes up the relationship between them. Uh.